0: It's episode five of the Better Than Average podcast. We're going to take a look at the scrimmage from Saturday, and with the new NCAA rules, it'll be the last big scrimmage of the fall. You can only have two now, let you hear what a few guys said, and then hear Mike Leach's comments following the scrimmage on Saturday. Better than average. You play football.
1: Football? Oh,
0: no. Juggernaut of a. Better
2: than average. It's like a
0: radio
1: show
0: that's not on the radio. Coach, it's a great day for you, huh? Yeah, it's better than average. I'll tell you that. Okay, here we go. Episode five. Uh, you had the scrimmage on Saturday at around noonish at Davis Wade Stadium. Uh, I went up there. I sat with Neil Price, and we watched. Neil kept notes. He's kind of getting prepared for the season. And um, I, I will admit, though, I didn't like reference his stats. I probably should have. But just in all honesty, I don't pay too much attention to stats from scrimmages or practices or anything like that. I don't. You know, coaches obviously do because they track every rep and are keeping up with everything they do at, you know, every throw. But a lot of times it's for different reasons other than just looking at the basic things we look at in games, like, you know, completion percentage and yards per and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't really pay that much attention to stats coming out of scrimmages because of a lot of things that they are doing is not game like per se. Well, I mean, you know, the plays themselves it's eleven eleven game like with officials, but I mean situationally, they're working on all kind of situational stuff, and you know, and and trying to get film and work on some things. It's not just about beating your opponent; it's also about working on stuff. So sometimes the stats and these kinds of things can be uh, misleading. And and I think Neil, he wasn't just keeping stats. He was keeping notes as well, things that he's going to go over and all. So uh, we did a little talking, but for the most part, we just kind of watched the scrimmage. So I'm going to give you my thoughts, overall thoughts, and uh, look at positions. And then my friend John Paul wanted me, uh, better known as Fat Andy, wanted me one of his questions on the last podcast episode four was he wanted me to take a look at each position and say okay well here's who's probably going to start so i'll go through that exercise uh, on this podcast as well and i I won't spend just a ton of time with it i'll just run down the list and see what i come up with and i may be right maybe wrong on some but i should have a pretty good idea so that'll be in this episode as well first though let me tell you about our sponsor Mississippi Land Bank they are supporting me they are supporting this podcast and and other things and they really really support sports in Mississippi and they're big Mississippi State supporters and I hope that if you're in North Mississippi and you ever have anything land related that you need whether buying or selling no matter what you're you know buying it for big farm land you know small personal property recreational property a place to build a home, anything land-related, trust me. They're the kind of people you want to talk to, all right? So just if, if you don't already know them or you don't know where the branch office is close to you, they'll have one close to you. They're all throughout North Mississippi. Just go to mslandbank.com. It's mslandbank.com. Look up your area. You'll see a face and a name. Get a phone number, email address, call them. Tell them I sent you. And that's the other thing. It really helps... Um, that if you'll let them know that you hear about them here on this podcast, you know, it it certainly helps me and helps them. And then we can all help you. So I appreciate that very much. All right. A sip of hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Order your coffee from Dan the Coffee Man. I highly recommend it. And we are ready to go. All right. Scrimmage number two. And uh, the setup of the scrimmage was very much like the first one. I don't really, you know, know what, um, you know, I've seen some stuff out there that, you know, the idea that it's always ones versus ones and twos versus twos. I'm not really sure that's the case. I you know, I could be way off, but my observation on both scrimmages is like the way they started it. For instance, it looked to me like the number two offense versus the number one defense is how they started each scrimmage, because in in both of them, including Saturday, the first offensive possession was Chance Lovertich at quarterback, and he's the backup right now. And for instance, like you look at some other positions, um, the offensive group that started the scrimmage at receiver, it was not Makai Polk and Malik Heath, which are your starting Z and X, excuse me, respectively. Um, it was not your starting offensive line um, in that. So it was obviously the second string offense, okay, starting the scrimmage. But I'm looking out there, and they're going up against Brule and and all those guys that are your first string defensive unit. So like I said after the first scrimmage, it's it's not a clear-cut. 2s versus 1s, 1s versus 2s, 3s versus 3s every time because there's a lot of rotation going on. So you think about it from a defensive perspective, once you get about 15, 20 plays into it, there's a lot of rotating going on where you may have three starters and the rest of them are you're too deep. And then the next possession you may get five plays into it and you've got, you know, seven of your starters on defense out there and four backups uh, rotating in and out. So it's not real clear cut, but it looked to me like for the most part, they were starting this thing going twos offense, one defense. And when they flipped it, they'd go one offense, two defense. But then you get in the rotation and it's not clear cut. It was pretty clear when you get threes versus threes. But uh anyway, I, that's just sort of the setup, okay, and how they – Started the thing. There was no punting to exchange the possessions. You know, you either score, kick a field goal, or they move the ball back, start over with a new possession and put a new group in there. It's kind of how they were doing it. All right, so results of the scrimmage. Overall, I felt like this one, the defense had more energy, especially early in the scrimmage. They kind of brought it. And I like seeing that, honestly, because there's some hooping and hollering and hitting and breaking up passes, and I mean, the defense had the energy. And what I really liked about it is over on the far sideline where the defense was, you had uh, Zach Arnett, defensive coordinator over there, sort of running that show, and he was vocal and loud, maybe the loudest guy in the stadium. It could be because we're sitting on the opposite side, so we're, you know, direct a line of sight picking up his audio. Uh, throughout the scrimmage, but they had the most energy. Defense did. They. Defense was, you know, creating some turnovers early. For instance, the first possession, uh, Lovertage was pretty sharp on that first possession. They were completing a lot of stuff against zone. He didn't get a ton of that I remember blitz, man to man pressure. So he's completing it against zone and uh, took them right on down the field and get on the goal line. They got to punch it in. And that's when the defense made a play and got a turnover. So that intercept, that turnover was an interception on the goal line, and it was a tip ball deal. I don't remember specifically here the receiver that he was targeting, but Lovartic's trying to throw a crossing route, slant-type crossing route, uh, sort of it coming right into the middle of the field, right at the goal line. And I believe it was at that point, I believe it might have been maybe Richardson. Cameron Richardson, maybe it was he or Emerson, I can't remember the DB, but is in really tight coverage right in his hip pocket, makes a play on the ball, didn't interfere, and got a hand on it, so it tipped the ball up in the air. And Nathaniel Watson was coming from the other side, the right of the offense to the left of the defense, peeling back to where the ball's being thrown. So when it went tipped, he went airborne, jumped over the receiver and defender, Caught it and fell down with it in the end zone. It a really nice interception. So it was one of those bang-bang tip ball uh, interceptions for them. But the drive was pretty good. And then they flip it, and Will Rogers then got a possession. And that's one that I'm pretty sure ended it in an interception as well for the defense. I I don't remember the specifics of how that interception happened, too, but it seems like it was a tip ball also. That was the one that Lawrence, the long, tall safety, um, picked off and and took it the other way for a touchdown. And Will Rogers chased him. It was one of those like neither of them quit just because it was scrimmage, like his full sprint to the end zone, about a 60, 70-yard sprint. And Will turned and chased him, gave it all he had ch- trying to chase him down. And for about 15 to 20 yards, he was running with him step for step. He could just never close the gap. And then Will um, – sort of lost his – he ran out of gas. And Lawrence, big, long 6'4 safety, just cruised onto the end zone. So one of those tip plays, it it seems like he was – if I'm remembering correctly, I think Will was targeting maybe Malik Heath in the middle of the field. It's another deal where another defender jumps in front, bats it, and it just gets a finger on it enough to tip it up in the middle of the field and the safety picked it off. So defense had a lot of energy early. And they created those couple turnovers. So even though the offense moved the ball and had some some plays themselves, including some run plays that broke, it was a defense that made the explosive plays on those early possessions. And um, and then, you know, third string offense get out there, and then they took on, um, took it on down the field, had a scoring drive, and and then you're on from there. So overall, number one, I feel like <clears throat> defense probably won the scrimmage for the most part, even though it's kind of back and forth. Defense certainly won the early part of the scrimmage and had more energy, I felt like, uh, in the scrimmage. And generally, it ought to be that way. I mean, defense is going to be a little more maybe emotional than, than you want your offense to be, frankly. And, and that's okay. I felt like they probably just made a few more plays and probably throughout their depth were a little tougher and more explosive on the line of scrimmage. Um, not that it was a, a dominating thing, but I, mean, I felt like they kind of won it. And, um, but overall, it was competitive. I, I And I know when I left, I kind of walked away thinking, you know, boy, the, the defense really gave it to the offense. But then you really start thinking about it and – You know, you remember scoring plays, and there were a lot of explosive plays in there for the offense, too. And they were pretty obviously working on some things. Like, for instance, you know, Lovertich seemed like he got a little more zone, and where they're, you know, working on him perfecting more the ability to complete the ball underneath, other than just identifying man to man, throwing it up the field continuing to work to try to perfect all the underneath stuff you've got to be able to be good at. Whereas you know, when Will Rogers was in there, they really heated him up. I mean, they really – defense really tried to win the line of scrimmage and bring people and rush six and play man-to-man and flush him out of there and all that kind of stuff. All right, and let's look at positions in the scrimmage. Start on offense. Quarterbacks first. My thoughts on that were Will got better as the scrimmage went on. Offense sort of as a whole got better as the scrimmage went on. But in terms of their first possessions, so it went first possession of the game was Levertich, and then Will was up next with the ones, and then Daniel Greek was up with the threes. And I felt like the guy who did the best job with his first possession was Daniel Greek with the threes. And it was a lot like the first scrimmage. He was the third guy to go out. He ran the third-string offense the first time it went out. And he took him down there um, and, and was pretty methodical. I mean, he was in the pocket. He got the ball out on time. He was accurate. Nothing spectacular. He just ran the offense. They went right down the field. And he did that this time, except this time he went down there and scored. Seems like it was a running play. I can't remember the play that actually finished off his drive, but I just remember thinking after watching the first two where, you know, the defense made some plays. This is one where Greek took the threes right on down the field and scored and looked good. Made some strong throws. And I I really think he's continuing to get better and better. And in his possession, that first one he had impressed me. Again, you know, making the right reads. He's not holding the ball. He's not improvising, so the plays are coming off the way they're designed. It just looked good. You know, he protected it and then get him on the goal line and run it in the end zone. So I thought he had a really good first possession. Um for Will Rogers, you know, there were some explosive plays in there for him. That was kind of the nature of the scrimmage. I don't have the film to go back and watch. I would love to do it. I just it just seems like I remember there being a lot of times where he was getting some blitz, he was getting some pressure. He was getting a bit more man to man stuff, disguised coverage too, zone blitz where pre snap, they give him a man look and then bail out of there and he has to adjust. And so did the receivers. And he hit him a couple of times for it, but they got him some too. Um, you know, they got him to hold the ball a few times. And um, he really never put the ball in danger. The one interception was a deal where, you know, it gets tipped. Um, it's just unfortunate, but it still goes back to the quarterback. Um, but he had some explosive plays in there, too. He had a really nice read on, you know, again, I'm not watching the film. I think it was a zone blitz type look where they uh, were bringing pressure, but they made it look one-way pre-snap and dropped somebody off the line of scrimmage post-snap, so he didn't bail out of there. He stuck with it, and he and Makai Polk found the little seam. Um, he just made a nice completion, and... The safety was out of position, and Polk turned it up for a touchdown that was a little bit later in the scrimmage, so he had some explosive plays in there and a few touchdown throws as well. you know will is accurate he's um got command of the offense I think for him, just watching him the thing that he's got to improve on probably the most between now and that first ball game is just timing and sort of the the clock in your head of knowing when to you know, throw it in the window versus when to run out of there versus when to throw it in the second row of seats. Usually that stuff slows down and becomes much more apparent in actual ball games than it is in practice. And plus you're playing, a, you know, a very good defense, frankly, and good players who have seen everything you're doing over and over and over again. And a lot of your opponents are not going to be that way. So things generally will clear up in the game. So that he's got some strides to make just, I guess, in terms of consistency and, and some timing, but, you know, I think that'll happen for him. Lovertich, I thought, did a pretty nice job. You know, like I mentioned, that first possession, he takes him down. He, he, to me, looks like he's doing a good job of getting it out on time, you know, pretty consistently and, and not putting the ball in dangerous places. But, you know, I think for him it's just the continuity of calls and checks and getting that experience under his belt. He's not as tall and as long an athlete and maybe doesn't quite have, you know, quite as much whip in that arm as some of the others, but but he can really run the offense. He can. And so it's just a matter of the repetitions where little mistakes here, you know, a misread there, you eliminate that stuff. But he, he seems to me to be doing a pretty good job. So I guess, you know, quarterbacks overall, I wasn't necessarily just blown away by anything in the scrimmage it was very competitive defense was really getting after them considering all that you didn't see just a a fall flat bunch of mistakes from the quarterback position they made a few but you kind of expect that interceptions you know it wasn't really you know egregious stuff a couple of those one for will one for chance where ball gets tipped you know you're trying to stick it in there on a man-to-man deal ball gets tipped and And unfortunate defense made plays. But overall, they can, they've got a lot of room for improvement, a lot of room for growth. Um, But they, um, they, you know, had their fair of explosive plays also. Receivers, um, I thought they had a good scrimmage. You didn't see a bunch of drop balls. Um, You know, the way they ran the scrimmage and the possessions. You know, again, you know, playing against that defense, you don't get a whole lot of running vertical just wide open down the field getting to throw bombs. And defense not allowing it, but offensively, those are not really the th- a lot of, you know, looking for that, you're working a lot of stuff a lot of times too. I uh, thought Rah Rah, the freshman, did well, had a nice scrimmage, had a couple of big catches from Lovertich. And one thing that he did. There was one really, you know, good coverage. He's running a crossing route, middle of the field, it's man to man. The defender's right in his pocket. And when the ball was thrown, he separated from the defender, came back to the quarterback, extended his arms almost like, you know, like that power forward kind of coming out to receive that pass in the blocks away from the defender so that he you're shielding him with your body. And it was a really nice job of understanding the spacing, making sure you Protect the football, keep it away from the defender. And when he did, the defender kind of tried to go for the ball, and Thomas made him miss and turned it up after that. So he had a nice scrimmage uh, as well. You know, Polk. I feel like they kind of know what they're getting. He he ran a bunch of plays before he got his first catch in the scrimmage, but you know, I kind of think that they know what they're getting with him. And we'll talk a little bit more about receivers when we get into who's starting. Running backs. I feel like. This may be uh, the best position group you have on offense. I, um, you know, you look at Marks and Johnson and their backups, you know, Wells and some of these guys who are a part of their depth. I'm just telling you, Marks and Johnson are about to pop this year. They look really, really good to me. not all, I mean, in everything, not only do they run the ball so well, whether you give it to them, whether you throw it to them, they're, they're bigger. Their bodies look like SEC running back bodies this year. And frankly, they didn't last year. They're true freshmen. And they, I just think they're in for a big year. I've come away from practices and both scrimmages thinking to myself, you can't get those guys the ball enough. Seven and twenty-three. Get it to them somehow, some way, as often as you can. Um, because I'm impressed. I love the toughness of Marks, and really both of them. But Marks, he is just. And I don't know that anybody classifies him as a bowling ball, but he plays that way. The way he finishes runs, it's like you you sense okay contact is coming, and he goes and delivers it. You know, and sometimes they pop him, and he just pops right back up. It's like it doesn't bother him at all. Uh, I've seen some decent things in pass pro that catch the ball well. Both of them. I just think I think your best position on offense is running back. Uh, Offensive line. You know, the um, the thing about the scrimmage on Saturday is Lashley didn't play in it. Noticed him standing down. He had his you know basically street clothes. Had his jersey on. Whatever's going on with him seems more precautionary than anything else. Does not seem major at all. It didn't look like it, and and everybody seems to feel fine about it. But with him out, they had to play with a little bit of a reshuffle. So with Sharp at center, lastly, normally your right tackle, they took the the guy who's been starting at left guard, Cameron Jones, moved him out to right tackle, and inserted um, Cole Smith at left guard. believe that's right i believe that's the right thing that they started right because they kept dollar bill at right guard yeah that's right so they did a pretty decent job considering you know that i say pretty decent it's still not as good as you want it's still not as good as it's got to be in the pass pro category once you get into some of these ball games frankly um i keep going back to Defense just turned up the gas in this scrimmage, man. That defensive front, especially when the ones were in there and some of those one guys rotating in and out, they just really got after them. And considering that, you know, the offensive line did a lot of good things. They had, you know, maybe across the whole scrimmage, what I saw, maybe just a a handful of plays where they let somebody leak through when Will Rogers was in there. I didn't see a ton of, like, just egregious busts or knockdowns or anything like that. I thought it was pretty competitive. And the thing that they're doing a better job of, to me, is when you do run the ball, uh, they're blocking it up a little better. It appears to me, uh, a little more continuity there. Now, do they have a little ways to go? Yeah, they sure do. Um, I still think because you get five guys playing together for the first time, you, you don't you don't really start to gel until you play some other people. Unfortunately. You know, And so, Sharp's going to go through it at center for the first time. Johnson at guard. Jones at guard. Lashley's going to start for you at right tackle for the first time. And those five guys got to feel what it's like to play somebody else together and get that under their belt. So, the lock game game's going to be really important. But, you know, they need to play better. They've got to play better. Am I concerned about the offensive line? No. You no. Know, you you get – a couple of those starters out with injury for a significant time, then then maybe you got an issue there. But I will tell you, number two offensive line, I probably should look this up here um, to make sure I know the names. But There's a few guys on that second string offensive line I thought were playing really well uh, in that scrimmage on Saturday, particularly a guy who's wearing number 66, and I believe that's who they had at left tackle, 66, which would be Nick Jones, a – Junior from East Mississippi. I thought he played well. Um, the freshman Reese, who looks incredible. He's six, seven, three fifteen, but I thought he played well and Suggs does some good things in that second group too when he plays. So, you know, there's some depth there. They probably have some 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 real competition to be in the first seven or eight guys. That way you can get some playing time. Um second stream group I thought did a did a Solid job, frankly. So that's offense. Uh, again, just talking about the scrimmage on Saturday, I'll flip it over to the defense now. Let's talk about defensive line. D- this is a good group. I mean, you know, I've, I've probably said it enough. and I know that Izachukwu, uh, King Ani, had a nice scrimmage. He did. Um, in in the reps that he got. I'm not looking at the tape to know who he was going up against and that kind of thing. I just know he had a nice scrimmage. Um, I thought Cromity was good. I I thought Cameron Young was good. Some other guys, you know, Russell I thought had a good scrimmage, which they need him to step up, obviously. So, you know, just across the board, they kind of – I feel like they – Know what they have. Crumedy is versatile. Young is good. He may even be the leader of that group at defensive tackle. Pickering is coming along. He's going to be just fine, and he's very good, very talented. You look at some of the others who are, you know, playing those stand-up positions. Uh, Charlton had a nice scrimmage. They just play. They're playing together really well, and you're getting great energy out of that bunch. I, th- I just think that coaching staff has done a nice job on that side. Now, they don't need any more injuries, but defensive line had a good scrimmage. I mean, it kind of starts with them. You win and lose on line of scrimmage. And there's no question in my mind that if you were playing a ball game last Saturday, you'd have won, and the primary reason would have been your defensive front. And And you want to be able to say that. And so I felt good about it. I'll be honest with you, walking away. Um, linebackers, uh, Brule is really consistent. He's good. He's a leader. He's really consistent. Has that energy. What you saw last year wasn't a fluke, you know. And he's still just a young guy. Gross continues to just pop up everywhere, you know. I mean, again, six two two forty redshirt freshman. Coaches coach him really hard because they know what he can be. If he if the light bulb ever goes off with him of him really understanding what his potential is and what he can't do. I mean, he's an unbelievable athlete. Maybe he got some growing up to do, get some time under his belt. But when they go scrimmage, man, he's everywhere. He always seems to show up around the football and he hits. He knocked one of his own guys out um down there on the goal line on the play. <laughs> so I say knock him out, you know, Pass a pretty good lick just flying around because he's a bull in a china shop, man, and uh, really good. Watson is legit SEC big, strong linebacker, 6'2", 240. Now, he engrossed both Alabama kids. I feel good about the linebacker position. There's guys there I hadn't even mentioned, um, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I, I feel good about them. I think everybody else does too. You're getting – Really good snaps out of Tim's. Jet Johnson is going to contribute for you this year at linebacker. You know, it's a good group. Now you need Brule to stay healthy. You need Watson to stay healthy. Period. End of story. Yes, but if they do, it's a good group. The safeties had a good scrimmage. Um, Duncan is very consistent. He's a he's a good tackler. That's one thing. Like I talked about in the first scrimmage the same thing is when you have that first line group in there, you don't see a lot of missed tackles. You start the further you get into the depth is when you begin to see a few more missed tackles. You get into the, you know, back into your twos and then get into your threes. Those guys just kind of as groups, they miss a few more tackles, but you get Duncan and, you know, and Preston and green and, You know, some of those guys, Peters on the field with your ones, they don't miss tackles. Duncan is, I think, in for a big year. Lawrence had the big pick and went the other way. It's good to see him be in the right places and confident because he's so long with such potential, 6'4", 205. Yeah, that's a good group back there, and they're staying healthy. Um, So I saw that defense overall. And corners, you know, they know what they have in Emerson – I didn't count up the reps. I'm just noticing who's out there. And I. it looked to me like it, you know, Emerson didn't get as much work in the scrimmage as some of the other guys, and rightfully so, because they know what they have, and he knows what they have. And the last thing they need is for him to get banged up in a scrimmage unnecessarily. And frankly, when he's on the field, he just locks people up. <laughs> so whoever, if it's man-to-man stuff, whoever he's covering doesn't get a whole lot of work, uh, unless it's Polk or somebody like that um you know Forbes made some plays he's still look the thing about it is Forbes I mean his his upside is tremendous but he's still just coming into his true sophomore year so every scrimmage every rep is important for him he didn't give up a ton of plays but he gave up a couple in the scrimmage and you know he's going to be fine furge is doing a nice job there was a time early in the scrimmage where they were down on the goal line and I think it was that first. I think it was the first series of the scrimmage. They had um, ducking all six foot five of him lined up as outside receiver, had him tight to the formation, so he was between the hash and the numbers, and he's basically one on one with Ferge, who's six feet tall. Yet um, they didn't go to that one on one, and I watched, and he covered him a couple times. You know, if you give him a jump ball, still it comes up to. You know, God might have just given somebody longer arms and longer legs than he gave Forbes, but Forbes is doing a nice job. He's going to play, and he's going to do a good job for you. He's working really hard. He's got the right attitude. So, And Richardson made some plays in the scrimmage and just continues to get better. So, you know, I know it's a lot of positive, and sounds like for me, again, it's just a scrimmage. Uh, stats are like a bikini. They'll show you a lot, but not everything. So, I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to stats coming out of scrimmages because, y- you know, you've got situations where they want a particular unit to go get some snaps in the red zone. And, and, and two, um, with different quarterbacks, they played them a little differently across the scrimmage, too. They didn't see all the same stuff. Um, defense made explosive plays. Yeah. But they also gave up a lot of yards. They did. They allowed – there was a bend, don't break. There was offense early in the scrimmage moving the ball some, getting into or close to the red zone. And when they did, then a the defense really turned it up and played well in the red zone. So um, I thought it was just – a. I thought it was another competitive scrimmage that you walk away from going, well, defense probably won that scrimmage. But it was competitive for the most part. And – um you know, so like defensively, you come away from it going, what do they need to work on? Again, tackling throughout your depth. Once you get past the ones, I'd say that's it. Um, you know, you could probably do a, a better job up front of when you don't get off a block to get to the quarterback, get your hands up, back the ball down a little more. Um, you know, some of those things. Offensively uh more consistency in your pass pro it's not bad but can be better uh quarterbacks a little more consistency in their timing of when the ball comes out you know you get you just improve that improve that it's really going to make a difference and red zone offense i think is a big thing too that i i don't know this but i imagine that might even be a point of emphasis uh between now and the first ball game and that is red zone offense and how to execute down there and the timing and outside of the fact that they rep the fade and the the jump ball so much that they're going to have confidence throwing that against most everybody they play. Well, you obviously have to be able to do other things, which includes running the ball and that kind of deal. So there you go. Some overall thoughts on the scrimmage. If you have any questions, y'all holler at me and let me know. All right, and then we'll go. We'll come back and go over starters first. Though uh, a quick message from our sponsor, and then I'm going to let you hear what some of these guys said after the scrimmage. This podcast is supported by Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Find your local agent near you at FaveRates.com. All right, here is senior receiver Austin Williams following the scrimmage.
3: I feel like it was pretty competitive on both sides. I think they are playing really good defense. We're playing good offense. Uh, as Coach Lee said, it wasn't as much as inconsistency, just really solid play all around, which made more so of a battle back and forth. It seemed like there's a few more explosive offensive plays in this scrimmage versus last week. Did you kind of see that as well? Yeah, I think some guys you know, got confident, made some plays, and uh, – he said just opened up a little bit. It seemed like Ra Ra had probably his best day since we've been out here. What did you see from him and what are your expectations for him as a newcomer? He's definitely coming to his own. Uh, he's he's grown a lot since the beginning of camp. I think in you know, all these reps, it's been a huge thing for him. And then uh, you got to see some of his natural talent. You know, he's a ball player and that's really big plays, a good third down play, broke a tackle, and all that. He looks solid. All right,
0: let's flip it over to defense. After the scrimmage, Aaron Brule, linebacker, met with the media.
3: How do you feel like camp has gone and how eager are you to go play a game? Um, we all been waiting for uh, a game to come up. Um, we had a pretty good scrimmage today, both sides,
4: um, and I think both sides are ready to get after it.
3: What do you feel like the defense did well today? Um, I think
4: we got after the ball. Offense has some, a few good drives, but I think we did a good job closing out the drives.
3: William
4: Marks was kind of talking about the defense's aggressiveness to get into the ball, getting some tackles. I mean, how much is that, something you guys emphasize, talk about before every play? Yeah, uh, getting to the ball is our number one philosophy. Uh, Woody Marks run the ball hard, Dylan Johnson, all those guys run the ball real hard. So you got to get a lot of pads on those guys. It's normally hard to take them down with just one tackle. You guys were able to get some turnovers today, cause some turnovers, get some takeaways. I mean, what do you feel the defense was doing good to kind of be in the right positions and make those plays? Um, Good breaks on the ball and just running to the ball. That's normally when you run to the ball, good things happen. So
1: as you see, it was a lot of tip picks and stuff like that. So guys had made some plays.
0: All right, that's Aaron Brule, and here's Colin Duncan starting safety.
1: Uh, we're ready. I mean, it's a week-by-week thing. Uh, uh, I guess we're just tired of uh, facing each other. I mean, we've been going at each other since really spring, and seven on sevens, then the summer, and stuff like that. So, you know, we're just ready for uh, uh, our another opponent. But uh, we just decided to play football. You know, that's how we play our game.
4: You guys able to collect some interceptions today. I mean, how many, how effective do you think this defense could be in terms of creating takeaways like that?
1: Uh, very effective. Uh, I mean, Coach Arnett's been on us really hard uh, these past few weeks with uh, stripping the ball, attacking the ball, uh, if the ball's in the air, attacking the ball in the air, stuff like that. So uh, that's been a real, real big thing for our defense for the past few weeks. You
4: guys are entering the mock game week this week. What's the biggest thing as a team you guys feel like you need to improve?
1: Uh, cleaning week? up a lot of stuff. Uh, Clean up tiny mistakes, you know, just trying to go into game week as a uh, you know, nobody's perfect, but as perfect as possible. Um, try to eliminate the small mistakes so that when we get in the game, we can just play fast and, and play play physical.
0: All right, we'll come back in a bit and hear what Mike Leach had to say following the scrimmage. Um, hey, I do want to ask you all something for those that are still tuning in here. Somebody mentioned to me about also providing this podcast on YouTube. You know, it's it's an audio product which you can download to your phone via the podcast apps on Apple and Spotify. You can save them to your phone. You can go to the, the home there, which is better than FM. But y'all let me know, is that something, I mean, are y'all accustomed to also being able to watch podcasts on YouTube, therefore listen on YouTube? It's something I can do. You know, the truth about it is I could – very easily just turn on a camera uh, here in the Farm Bureau studio and just record the whole thing while I record it and post that and put it on YouTube. If, if that's something y'all want, let me know because it's something that we can do if you want to do. All right, my friend uh, John Paul, his buddies call him Fat Andy because he looks like his brother Andy, but his brother Andy apparently is skinnier or used to be anyway. Uh, but Fat Andy, John Paul wanted me to Go through the position groups and talk about who starts at each one. Well, I'll do it. It's sort of a guess because I'm not a coach and any of these things can change. And, you know, somebody can be a little banged up in the first game. And then some of these positions, it doesn't matter if you start or not. But let's go through them. All right. Let's go receivers first. My thoughts are that right now it looks to me your starters on the outside at X and Z. Are Malith, Malik Heath at X and Makai Polk at Z? They look to be one and two. Number three at that position looks like it's Caleb Ducking, but it, but it actually might be uh, Tulu Griffin might be the third guy there once he's back and which he expected to be back and be fine going into the ball game. But but your top two are Heath and Polk. They rotate them in and out. And everybody plays so much. I'm not really sure that. It, you know, it really matters who starts the ballgame, but there you go. And then slot is kind of interesting. I think, you know, um, it, it's pretty obvious that um, Austin Williams, the senior, is going to start at that one slot position on one side and most likely Jaden Wally the other. You know, it, there's a chance that it could be Jameer Calvin in the slot at one of those others starting, but you know, one of those two. Okay, so that's your starting group of pass catchers. Your running backs, it's also obvious that it's kind of 1A and 1B, and that is Marks and Johnson. They are 1-2, 2-1, you know, complement each other, get equal snaps. Um, There's some two-back stuff that they do. Uh, Who knows when games will start? may start with two backs or both on the field, so – they kind of – that's your guys. Those are your starters, Marks and Johnson. Uh, the other ones can play. I don't know what will happen with uh, the younger guys. I mean, Omni Wells, the backup, who he's a senior and tough guy, and he's had a good camp, looks like to me anyway. You know, the the freshman from Florida, Simeon Price, he's had a good camp. Jernigan, you've seen him get reps. Hargrove, he wears number 21, the freshman from Ruston, can absolutely fly. And so I hope there are some glimpses of that. He's got to be able to do everything else, but I hope there's some glimpses of that going forward. Quarterback, it's going to be Will Rogers, your starter, I'm pretty certain. Um, Loverchich continues to get better and run the offense. All right. Um, Who else? Where are we now? Offensive line. I kind of went through that a little bit ago, but the way it looks to me is your starting offensive line would be Lequinston Sharp at center. Your two starting guards are going to be 69, uh, Trevius Johnson, Dollar Bill. Uh, the other guard is going to be Cameron Jones, who he can swing out there and also play tackle. And your two tackles are Charles Cross at left tackle and Scott Lashley at. Right tackle. Now, it gets a little trickier to start looking at defense because you have so many different packages, and it can be different week to week, depending on what the other team is going to do or who they have. But again, it just looks to me, watching it, like you're two starting. Well, really it should be three because of the personnel package. You you, You basically have a nickel package as your starting defense, right? So you basically have three safeties. Uh, it looks to me to be Jalen Green, the transfer from Texas, uh, Colin Duncan, the junior from Montgomery, who you just heard from, and Fred Peters, uh, the senior who's back from injury. But several others will obviously play uh, and play very meaningful snaps and rotate in all the time. And that's Sean Preston. I think Dylan Lawrence is going to rotate in and get you know meaningful snaps. So... You'll see a bunch of guys there. Where am I now? Let's see. Did I do safety? Yeah, okay. So uh, defense. Let's go to linebackers. It's uh, Nathaniel Watson. It's Aaron Brule. How did I miss Brule on here? There he is. And Tyrus Wheat. I didn't even mention Wheat coming out of the scrimmage. But he's a Wheat, to me, is a little bit like Emerson going back to the scrimmage. It's like, if he's in there, he makes a play, and you just know that he's gonna. <laughs> and uh, they don't have to see a whole lot from him at this point. But those are your three starters. I didn't even mention him at linebacker. But I'm excited to see what they get out of Rodney Gross, Jr. when he gets in some of these ball games. Jet Johnson's gonna play meaningful snaps for you in a backup role, uh, also. Uh, defensive ends, you know, rush ends you know, how they wind up lining those guys up and who's going to start. I I don't know how exactly they're going to do it, the rotation, but it would just, I would say that it kind of looks to me like it's probably, you know, Randy Charlton and probably Crummity. And he's listed as a defensive tackle or DL, D lineman, not D end. But i would imagine it's those two. If, if Crumney were to have his hand down, it's probably Harris in the ball game. Russell is playing well in practice. They will get some depth snaps out of, um, is And, um, you got banks in there, Anderson, the freshman in there who, you know, may provide you some snaps. You got to get Odom healthy, but, yeah, I think probably what you're looking at one, two, three in some order is Charlton, Crumedy, and Harris. That's what I think. Now we'll see if it works out that way. And then in the middle of your defense, D tackle, it's um, it's it's Cameron Young, Pickering, and Crumedy in some order, and Cooley, and they're giving you some snaps also. But you generally are going to have one of those guys on the field at a time, right? So, um, But, you know, if I had to pick a starter at that position, I'd probably pick 93 Cameron Young uh, at the defensive tackle position. That's just me. Could be wrong. Corner, I think, is pretty obvious, isn't it? That's one that we probably don't even have to go over, but we will. But it's going to be uh, Forbes on one side and Emerson on the other. And then the backups are Ferg and Richardson. And pretty much any team, you think about it, you get into your third guys at either one of those corners, you're getting depth snaps, you're getting cleanup snaps. And if people get hurt and you have to play them, then it's kind of a toss up just because they're young and have to learn on the fly. There's some talent there and some length there. They just, you know, are brand new. Now, you know, punter, I think that it's going to be Tucker Day. I think that uh, Nichols. The freshman from Atlanta is pushing him, but I think it'll be Tucker Day. We'll see about that. And then Rees is obviously your field goal kicker. I think uh, Rees has a chance to be one of the best in the country uh, this year. And we'll, in a full season, hopefully have a chance to show that. All right, so there you go, John Paul. I did it for now. All right, uh, last thing here. We're going to flip it over. This is Coach Leach following the scrimmage. His Q&A, if you hadn't had a chance to hear it, here's uh, Mike Leach talking with media after Saturday's scrimmage. The
3: progress of your offensive line today.
2: Uh, I thought, you know, it's been kind of a steady progression. I thought uh, the first group, I thought, did reasonably well. Like obviously, some plays we'd like to have back. Uh, you know, our third group, we're just trying to carve that out. So, um but I, I thought good, steady work. I thought we improved as a team on both sides. You know, it's, it's – uh, uh, and I didn't think there were any long streaks that anybody got in. So we kind of traded blows. So I thought it was a good scrimmage.
3: I know you've been trying to get your line to a certain point. When they're not where you want them to be, does that affect play calling, deep passes, that sort of thing?
2: Affects everything. It's the most important position on the team. Uh, you know, and people may disagree, and if they do disagree, they're wrong, but offensive line's the most important position.
3: Offensive line coach, what is the white stripes on their helmets? What, what does that do for you when you do your film review?
2: Uh, when we watch film, we can tell where they're looking. You know, you, you, you ask where they're looking, it gives you a better benchmark of where their eyes are at. There's like all your quarterbacks have a way to keep plays alive with their feet. How do you feel about that today? Improved. I mean, uh, work in progress, but improved. Yeah.
4: After the last period you talked a little bit about the goal line offense. Do you feel you made strides in that today?
2: Yeah, maybe. You know, I think our, our goal line defense is pretty good, too. So there's a part of it that's hard to gauge because I think <clears throat> defensively we do some really good things um, as far as the... Uh, you know, on goal line and things like that. But then, um, with that said, uh, I do think we're improving.
3: offense came out really hot between the 20s and you had a couple of picks there. I mean, I know you got to watch the film, but what did you see there?
2: We just got to take care of the football. I mean, it's just, you know, just have your eyes in the right place. We probably had some pressure on some of them, but that didn't change what we need to do, you know? rye right, had a pretty good day number 84 for you yeah he's been doing some good things in practice and slowly emerging and it was good to see him have a good day today because um you know he's starting to put together with a little more consistency uh what we seem to in practice some what
1: are your thoughts on chance and will after today
2: i think uh well i think i think both of them have some good qualities i think they're both uh kind of battling to stay within themselves as far as consistency. I think uh, Will's more consistent than chance. What did you think of King Ani today? Uh, I didn't, I'd have to go back and look at the film. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's uh, a bunch of D linemen out there and some of them are creating pressure, so.
4: You said it's kind of hard to gauge in a scrimmage. With some of those interceptions, do you feel that was more so maybe mistakes by the quarterbacks or or good plays by the defense?
2: Well, I think it's the quarterbacks, yeah. I mean, good plays by the defense. Yeah, I mean, if I mean, they caught him and they took off with them and all that. But you know, the starting points don't throw to uh, throw it to them. And then you know, it's all a series of uh, you know of little things. I mean, <clears throat> there's going to be some of them you can say, well, if we protected better, um, if the quarterback threw a better ball, if his eyes were in the right place, if we got more separation at receiver, then it wouldn't happen. So I, I do think it extends. Uh, that extends further than, you know, just uh, one guy. Um, Occasionally there's an interception or something, a defensive guy makes some spectacular super catches. These really weren't that, I didn't think. I mean, credit to our defensive guys for being in the right position, breaking quickly to uh, make the play. But, uh, and that's what we expect to do is consistently be in that position. Uh, But, um, you know, they, they weren't the spectacular catch variety there there, you know, I think we can execute better and prevent some of those, but we do expect to get turnovers. So
3: the mock game week next week, what are kind of your objectives? What do you want to get done next week?
2: Uh, establish the time frames, the the periods that <laughs> we'll do it during game week and uh, just kind of get in the routine. Uh, the the uh, the dress rehearsal of game week, really.
3: How soon will you settle a two deep and kind of communicate who's on the scout team and that sort of thing so the, the team
2: Uh, Sometime next week. And we'll meet about it after this scrimmage, too.
0: All right, that'll wrap it up here in the Farm Bureau studio. The Better Than Average podcast presented by Mississippi Land Bank. You can visit them online at mslandbank.com. Look out for Episode 6 on Thursday. Going forward, this uh, Monday-Thursday routine, so far I've put things out on Monday and Thursday mornings, But as you might have noticed, starting this week, going forward, it'll be a a Monday night, Thursday night release. That's so that on Mondays I can capture anything that comes out of the Monday press conferences of game weeks, which next week will be game week. So uh, look for episode six on Thursday night. Share it with your friends. I really appreciate you all listening. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.